The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's Let's start start with with Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. When we think of going to a medium, we think of what we have modern day. You either visit somebody in person or you're on Zoom or on the phone with them and they supply information about your deceased friend or loved one, bringing through specific information so that you know they are still alive and well. However, mediumship wasn't always this way. If you've listened to some of the earlier episodes that I've done, mediumship actually started in the home. There were these things called home circles. People would get together and they would sing songs and they would create this environment for spirit to show up. Very often, one of the members of this home circle would be able to either give messages or speak in a trance-like state and be the voice of a loved one coming through. It was really a popular thing back in the 1800s and beginning of the 1900s. And when so much wartime came about, there were lots of deaths. And of course, people were looking for evidence of their loved ones. Far too many con men and women came along to cheat people out of their money. So a lot of these home circles disappeared or they weren't publicized. Another part of home circles very often is what's called physical mediumship. Things would float around the room. People in complete darkness could feel the touch of their loved one. I know it all sounds a little spooky and a little far out there, but it was very normal occurrence. I have gone in search of physical mediumship because there are actually a few people living today that possess this ability. One is Scott Milligan that you hear me talk about so often. And the other one I've witnessed is David Thompson. Neither time have I ever felt that anything was a con or a scam. Very low cost to attend. Voices of loved ones seem to come out of midair. 
and stuff happened. Oh, I tell you, you'll have to go back to an earlier episode and I'm happy to point you in the direction for those. But I know that that form of mediumship, although very rare, is real. And if I hadn't witnessed it myself, I might be saying something differently. Why I'm talking about this is there was a gentleman named Leslie Flint that walked the earth. He possessed the ability to do these physical medium circles. However, he did not want any part of things moving around and him being knocked out, not really knocked out, but him being in a trance-like state. So he made this agreement with the spirit world. As long as he could stay awake, he was willing to be of service to people. There's a book by him called Voices in the Dark, My Life as a Medium. Leslie Flint is or was one of a kind because he would have people in these circles. The lights would be dimmed or off and voices of people's loved ones would seem to come out of midair. There's a website dedicated to him, which is leslieflint.com, where there are thousands of these recordings. People would attend a sitting with Leslie. He charged little to no money at all for this. People could have a conversation with their loved one again. Always experimental, as in any kind of mediumship, so it didn't always work. But when they did work, they were extraordinary. He was one of the most tested mediums in all of the world. They would do things as put dye in his mouth and some kind of a liquid and tape his mouth shut. And these voices would still be heard. And of course, when they took the tape off, the dye and the liquids would still be in his mouth. There's so much you can read about him. And by the way, he was born in 1911, and I believe he died in 1994. There's a lady called Mary Beth Span Mank that I had a great conversation with, and I want you to hear some of it. Her husband is in the afterlife. She had a relationship with him early on, and then years went by. They both got married to other people, etc. They got back together. They spent 18 months together, and he passed. So she wanted to know that he still exists. She's done a lot of research on Leslie Flint. And in this conversation, she talks about it. And she brings up a husband and wife called the Nanjis. The wife was in spirit and the husband lived. And he would make these trips to visit Leslie Flint and have conversations with his wife. I'm getting goosebumps right now because I've heard some of these conversations. So here's Mary Beth. Before I even worried about anything about death, I had been listening to Abraham Hicks. They always talk about the fact that there is no death. There is no death. We continue on, but they talk about it in very broad brush strokes. And so I had that in the back of my mind, that there is no death. I sort of knew that, but I didn't have to really think about it until Paul passed. And then I was desperate for where is he? Where is he? And one time, not long, a few days after he passed, I was at the sink <laughs> brushing my teeth. And all of a sudden, I felt like a whoosh of a whoosh of sensibility of Paul. And it wasn't a memory. You know, it wasn't like I was remembering that time we went out to dinner or that time that we uh, went on the trip to Hawaii. It wasn't like that. It was just like whoosh, like, oh, 
wow. But instantly, as my Zoom room partner, uh, William Murray, would say, because he had that, everybody has that experience at one point or another, it instantly triggers the missing of them. Sure. So you get that, you get that love feeling, and then all the, like within like one millionth of a second, you're bursting into tears. Mm -hmm. But I like that feeling. And so what I did was I began to notice when it happened more and more. And sometimes it would happen from a memory. On purpose, I would do a memory like we remember Paul or something we did together. And other times it would just be spontaneous. And I love the spontaneous ones because it didn't come from my, at least my conscious awareness. So I, I began to, you know, notice that more and more and see different things, see different signs from him. And one of the strongest signs I had from him was I couldn't remember the dress I had worn when we finally could be together, as he would say, street legal. I couldn't remember. And I, I'm thinking, how could I forget what I wore? That must have been so, I remember the day, I remember the moment. How could, I can't remember what I wore. And I was visiting, I was from Michigan, visiting a friend on Long Island, staying at a friend's home. And when I had moved to Michigan, I had given away a lot of my things. And I had given her a lot of my clothes. And I looked in her closet. Actually, I was in her spare bedroom. And I looked in her closet to see if I could find, you know, the dress in question. And I couldn't find it. And she said to me, Mary Beth, my son and his family are coming over. They're going on a trip for two weeks across the country. And uh, they're coming over. So, And in walks the family. And the daughter, who is about 13, is wearing the dress. Hmm. Because I had given her, my friend, the dress. She had given it to her granddaughter. And it was just a little sheath dress. And I was like, oh, that's it. There's the dress. The odds of me being there out of town, her family coming over at that moment, they were going to go out of town for two weeks. The odds of the daughter, the granddaughter wearing the dress are so astronomical. I, it just took my breath away. Mm -hmm. so, and I have, a, I have like a, a, you know, a book of those different things and things like that. The other thing I did, though, in my travels was I found my way to Victor and Wendy Zamet's afterlife report. And in their report, there was, they all often put videos in that report. And there was a video and it said it was about a woman and a man who communicated across the veil. And I had never heard of anything like that. And so I clicked on it. That led me to the work of medium Leslie Flint. So I listened to this clip that was on the afterlife report. And it was Dinshaw Nanji, Dr. Dinshaw Nanji speaking with his wife, Annie Nanji, and she is in spirit and he is here. Mm -hmm. And I was fascinated by this. I couldn't believe this. And I began to find out more about who this medium was and who these people were and all about this. And Leslie Flint, he was a what they call a direct voice medium. Now, most mediums that we know, they're, say, the Long Island medium or John Edward, you know, popular mediums. They're what we call mental mediums. They get, they receive mental messages and impressions and all that. Right. Leslie Flint was different. Leslie Flint was a direct voice medium, which means he didn't receive message mentally. Well, he may have, but that wasn't a specialty. The direct voice piece of it is not a mental mediumship. It's also not where you're channeling like Esther Hicks does, where you bring voices through and you, and, and you use your own voice to speak mm -hmm. the spirit's words. It's not like that. You're sitting in a room, and the voice of the spirits come into the room and everyone in the room hears them, including the medium. So, and Leslie Flint did not sit in trance. He was fully aware and awake. He wasn't, they, he did sit in the dark. He was aware and awake 
and would converse with the spirits as well as everyone else in the room. He was alive between 1911 and he passed in 1994. So he had a mm-hmm. very long life. He was into his 80s. And he had his first seance at age 17. And he began to develop under the tutelage of a woman named Edith Munden, who he eventually married. She was older, but she was like his mentor and his friend. And he really loved her for that. And after World War II broke out in 1933, after that, his work began to take off. And during times of war, World War I and World War II, when there's a great amount of death, mm-hmm. people's interest in the afterlife really spike. That's right. And so, yes. And so he had many, many sitters. Interestingly, though, he never charged a penny for his seances where he would sit with a, with a number of sitters. For P- and the other thing I love about the Leslie Flint Educational um, Trust is it's on the website. People can go there. You, you can listen to the recordings for free. This is a good time to go into our first break, but before we do, just a quick announcement for any George Norrie fans who sponsors this show. He's the host of Coast to Coast AM. He will be doing some live eat and greets, they're called, and also some live events. One's coming up in Everett, Washington. There'll be one in Sedona, Arizona. You can meet George. You can find out more. Just go to Coast to Coast AM and click on events. Let's take our first break and we'll be back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Time flies. In a blink, 2024 is halfway over. What's something you've accomplished this year that you're proud of? Maybe you made it out of bed and to work every day. Or maybe you started shedding some old habits that were weighing you down. But even when you're making progress, life can feel like it's moving too fast. No one can slow time down, but therapy can give you a moment every week to hit pause, set intentions, and reset. Therapy is a guaranteed time to check in on how you're feeling, what you want to do more of, and what you want to change. BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. You can start the sign-up process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Take a moment with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash shades. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome. 
Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and you are listening to a conversation I had with Mary Beth Span Mank. She's talking about Leslie Flint, who was a one-of-a-kind medium who would sit with people and voices would come out of nowhere and people could have a conversation with their loved one for free or for a very little charge. You know, we all need to eat. Now, not every single one of Leslie Flint's seances were recorded, but in the 1950s, so this is about 20 years lost, but in the 1950s, there were two sitters, George Woods and Betty Green, who began recording them because by then they had some recording equipment. And they, we now have one over 1,000 seances recorded. There are, 30, I believe, 32 of the what they call the Annie Nanji recordings on the Trust website. And there are, Carl told me, probably 30 more. The recordings are on tape and they're very fragile. Jack Terrence Andrews over in Arizona painstakingly turns these tapes into digitized recordings, and it's a really a labor of love. So I listened to the Nanji uh, recording. I was fascinated. And then I went to the website, and I saw all these recordings from, I mean, there's many other people, some famous people, some not so famous people. But I was interested in the Nanjis because that was a husband and wife. And they were soulmates and they were romantic with each other. And I wanted to listen to all of them. The problem was that out of the 30, I think there were maybe two that were transcribed. Number one, I'm hard of hearing. Number two, because it was not just one person coming to speak with sitters, in other words, one spirit person coming in, it was Dinshananji speaking with his wife. And then there was Mr. Flint, and often his spiritual sidekick, Mickey. And sometimes they're all talking at the same time, and it's really hard for me to understand what they're saying, and they have accents. So I contacted, I'm not quite sure if I contacted Jack Terrence Andrews or Carl Jackson Barnes about this, but I said to them, why are there not more transcriptions? It makes it so much easier to listen and read along. And they said, because they can't be these um, recordings can't be put in what the software now that just does it automatically because of the accents and because of the condition of the recordings. They're not really all that great. They're not, you know, they try to make them as, as cleaned up as possible, but they're old. And they said they have to be done by hand by volunteers and we don't have volunteers. And I said, I'll volunteer to do it. And so I started doing it and man, oh man, is it tedious. Let me just tell you, because I try to get them exact because I'm, you know, the spirit voices and, and this historic, seance and it would take me for maybe a minute of recording it would it it could take me like two hours to get a tiny teeny bit each seance is about a half an hour long but in doing that I felt like I really began to know these people I felt like they were friends of mine I recognized in them even though the things that they discuss are different than what Paul and I discussed and all that the love and the devotion and the excitement that they had just to be communicating with each other was something that was very, very familiar to me. And it gave me such hope that this would be true for Paul and me. And it was so very believable. The other thing I loved about it, I always say to people that Dr. Dinshananji, who was a chemist from India, and that's significant because often scientists are not so willing to step into our community. Mm -hmm. And so he was a chemist, but he was desperate to connect with his daughter, desperate to connect with his daughter. And we have found out that our other good friend, Stig Burleson, 
he did, he's from Sweden, and he said, you know, I can do some background research, and he found Dinshaw's daughter from a first marriage, who is now older, but she said, when, my, when Annie passed, my father was so grief-stricken, I couldn't even live with him. I moved out of the house. He was so beside himself with grief. And as you listen to the recordings through the years, there's 15 years worth of recordings. Dinshaw met with Mr. Flint twice a year. Wow. And sometimes for, sometimes they would sit twice in that meeting, like two days in that mm-hmm. meeting. So you can see his own grief lifting off of him through the years, through the conversations. And toward the end, he's saying, oh, yes, I'm an 80-year-old man. The people don't even believe this of me. Don't I look good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can see that, you know, as long as he knows she's there, as long as we know our loved ones are there and they're happy and they're healthy and they love us and we will be reunited in the relationship we are familiar with. I don't want to cross over and find out Paul's my uncle. You know, I want him to be my That's right. lover, my husband, yes. my sweetheart. As long as we know that that continues in that way and that's what the Nanji recordings reassured me of, then I can go on. I can go on. and. In the recordings, which there's like so much stuff to talk, you know, so many references that it would be impossible, obviously, to bring your listeners every single piece of it. But I do know that some that people are most concerned when when you lose someone, you're most concerned about a number of things. Mm-hmm. One of them being, you know, will they be when I cross over? Will my son be my son? Will my husband be my husband? Will my mother be my mother? And the answer is for analogies, yes. The relationship here continues. It's it continues right now as a transdimensional relationship, as William Murray coined it. Mm-hmm. And when we get over there, it will it continues the way it is. So I love them because the, the, when I listen to the recording, Sandra, I pick up on kind of four different categories of conversation that the, this husband and wife have with each other. Okay. And the first is that they just have ordinary husband wife banter. Some of the people who have listened to the tapes, they say it's almost like you're eavesdropping on them, you know, in their for the privacy of their home. For example, <laughs> this cracked me up. One day she said to him, I'm paraphrasing, but she says to him, that hat you're wearing. And he says, yes, I'm She says, well, it's just so old. I want you to get a new hat. And he says, no, it's fine. And she said, no, 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 no. I, it's just, it's so old. I want you to go out and get yourself a new hat and that will be from me. And isn't that like so typical of so many, you know, so many marriages where people say, oh, you're wearing that today? Yeah, which shows, Mary Beth, that she's right there with them. I mean, we often, yes. some, it's easy to think our loved ones are off in heaven somewhere far away, but they're right, right. here with us, just vibrating in a different it's, frequency. We can't see them, yeah. but they're very aware, correct, of what we're doing. Exactly. Exactly. And then she always asks him, you know, a number of times in the recordings, and this is true of real life, too, when you live with people, is that the same conversations will pop up again and again. And so throughout the number of different recordings, every so often she'll say to him things like, um, you're keeping my things. Like, you know, he's, he hasn't removed her things. She says, my bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'll never part with any of them. And she says, oh, you know, you don't, it, it's okay. And he says, no, when I die, that'll be time for the other people can get rid of them. Then I won't need them. But right now, he says, I often bury my face in your clothes and I smell them. I mean, how many of us have done that with That's a right. loved one? It's, and, and, and it's so these little reports, even though they're little tiny little little tiny threads into their life. For me, it made me feel like 
we're all the same. Yes. We're all, we know how many people have felt this. Everybody, most everybody, unless you know you pass when you're a baby, most everybody feels this kind of thing. Annie's very funny, and she also tells Mr. Flint that he eats too much and he's too fat. And everybody laughs in the stands. <laughs> and, she, and she says, no, I mean it. And she almost says, I mean it in a good way, really. <laughs> it's the, the seances are funny. They're upbeat. There's nothing heavy or desperate or horrible about them. So, oh, and one, one of my favorite quotes, he says to her, Danu, is, as his nickname is, he says to her, when I come to see you, when I, in other words, when I pass and I'm with you, will I be able to feel your kiss? on my lips. And she says, of course, of course you will. She said, our world is as solid to us as yours is to you. And I love that. I love that. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And for me, it implies even more than a kiss. You know, people want more than that. They want the full whole erotic experience with a beloved loved one, a, a romantic loved one. And so She's reassuring him, of course, darling, of course, of course, of course, that's the way it is. And she says she comes to him and she touches his hand and she, you know, or she knocks on the wall. She does all these different things that people report, you know, signs from their loved one. Also, she says, interestingly, that if he goes shopping and he sees something he would have purchased for her if she were here, but he doesn't because she's not. She says, I see you shopping for me, and I see you wanting to pick things for me. And I tell you, I am replicating them in our life here. And when you get here, you will see them. Oh, so that's, that's sweet. That's kind of cool. So, yeah. so It's a very you know, real morning, world, this spirit world. Yes. Very real. Yes. Yes. And every morning I pour coffee. I pour two cups of coffee. If you were here right now, you'd see two cups of coffee on my mm-hmm. table, one for Paul and one for me. You know, and I sit and I talk to him, sometimes mentally and sometimes out loud. But of course, you know, he doesn't drink his cup here. And I imagine he's having a cup in the afterlife. And one time I uh, I thought to myself, you know, sometimes I drink his cup too, but sometimes I just pour it down the sink and I think, oh, it's kind of a waste. And I had a reading, I'm not kidding you, with a medium online. I wasn't even talking to her. It was just in a chat room. And she was reading me. And she said, he's bringing me this. This is my Paul. He's bringing me the smell of coffee, and he's saying it's not a waste. And she didn't even know what that meant. Oh, that's great. That's I know. Great. Isn't that cool? So a lot of the Annie Nanji and Dinsha Nanji parallels to, you know, what I'm experiencing in my life here. So when I pour Paul a cup of coffee, I imagine he is receiving that. A lot of people, I like to just make this point, that a lot of people who are grieving are looking for signs from their loved one. And sometimes yes. on afterlife groups or on, I don't, I don't go on widow groups because they're just too sad, but I was for a while and the widow groups were just so excruciatingly in pain and they're, they're like on cut glass and they'll say, Oh, I'm desperate for a sign. I don't get any sign. And what William Murray and I tell people is don't worry about that so much. Just start by giving them signs, like pour the cup of coffee for them, go shopping and pick up something, pick up like, I don't know, you know, some flowers or something and say, "Mm, these are for you. You don't even have to really buy them. And then once you begin to raise your own feelings and feel better, 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 you will notice them because they are around you all the time. It's just that sometimes in grief, we're so distracted and so upset and so sad and we want them to appear 
sitting on our couch. Let's head into our break and we'll be back with Mary Beth. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. HighFiveCasino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. HighFiveCasino. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. And till death, us don't part. No, we stick together. And Mary Beth was just talking about giving them signs. Talk to them. Include them in our life. Think about gifts you'd like to give them. Pour that cup of coffee. Write a letter. Whatever it takes to keep the conversation going that you know that they're still alive. And I believe too that that raises our vibration. It helps us feel better. And there has been so much discussion on the better we feel, the more the folks in the spirit world can use our energy and give us signs. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely worth investigating. Now, Mary Beth was also going to tell us about a lady in her afterlife group. Her husband passed and she's alone. She lives alone and she's elderly, lovely woman, but her family's not on board with this. And according to her, they think she's, you know, lost her crackers or whatever. <laughs> oh, I think. But she said she was people think that so sad and yeah. just walking around her house alone, empty, sobbing, sobbing, desperately crying. She says screaming for her house, screaming. Mm-hmm. And, she, and so William and I, you know, said, just talk to him. And she said, I just, even though I felt silly all by myself, I did it. I talked aloud to him. And she said, I started feeling him. I really started, began to feel him around me. And she tells about all, she says, now I can tell he's sitting right here. I mean, it really does work to help you raise your vibration. And it's also not about just them giving to you. It's about you giving. Love to hear more about how you came together with William. And you had said something to me earlier about affirmations that William uses and how it impacts your grief. And talk about your Facebook group and your Zoom room. If I may, just just before I go there. I just want to close out with Ananji with one very wonderful quote that she said that I think is really, well, there's two things that I think mm-hmm. is really helpful for people who are suffering the way I was suffering. He was talking about the fact that he went to a garden where they had a park or something where they had been, and he was starting to get a little teary. The Dinshaw was starting to get upset. And he remembered and he was longing for her, even though he could talk to her, 
he could yeah. still, he's so still long, you know, something we would all, oh my God, we would all like give our right arm for. He had that, but it still wasn't enough. You know, he wanted to be with her. And he says, I go to that. He said, I go to the spot where you were. And I recall those precious moments. And she said, but they will come again mm. and they will be even more wonderful here. When you call, I'm quote, this is a quote. Here, when you come, you will understand things I cannot possibly tell you because words I don't know. If you try to remember the wonderful things and the wonderful happenings we shared, here, it is so much more. When you come to me, that's all I care about. And one other time, this is to conclude the Annie Nanji thing. Mm-hmm. One other time, when, when she opened, every time she comes to him, she's all excited. And she's, she always says, oh, what shall we talk about? What shall we, it's in this little Swedish accent. What shall we talk about now? <laughs> Which I'm not good at imitating. No, you're but just she fine. Says, she, says to, she says to him, oh, my darling, I can think of nothing, but I love you. <gasps> but that is everything. And I think, oh, my God, it just was just, you know, food for my soul. My God, my Paul is still there. Right. He's with me every day. And he's he's with me. He's waiting for me. And he's loving me. And that's what I want to reassure all of your readers, you know, no matter who has passed, that that is true for all of us. That is true for all of us. And, um, you know, if you're someone who lost a husband or a sweetheart or a fiance or whatever, twin soul go listen to the Anunnaki. And I, I've done five of the record or five of the transcripts and we have a couple other people working on them as well. It's just that they take forever. I know, <laughs> but this is all going to come together but, eventually in a book. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. that's my, yes. My, our goal. Yes. So we're working on a book, all the people that I mentioned to date, and there's another woman. Um, I didn't get a permission to mention her last name, but her name is Maria and she's doing transcripts as well. Mm-hmm. Jack, and Carl and Stig and Maria and I were all working. And the book will be, it will be like a guidebook for the Nanjis to listen to them and understand what they're saying. And any of the proceeds will go back to the trust because it, it, Jack curates the website. Of course, that costs money to all these things, you know, things cost money, even with volunteers. And so we feel like this will be a help to people like me. So oh, most good. definitely, because we can all map on our relationships even though, you know, it isn't our loved ones speaking through it, but you'll see how real they are. It's very healing to hear these these words back and forth from husband and wife. And yes, even across the veil, but you'll really get it that your loved one, whoever that may be, is still with you. So anyways. And this is important. I learned two things from Carl that are key in all of this, trying to feel better when you are longing so much. He said, number one is patience. And he told that refers back to the, you know, the, the recording, the recording with uh, Leslie Flint, where he waited for half an hour and nothing happened. Right. So just be patient, be patient with yourself, be patient with your loved one and all of that. Just be, you know, be patient, take a breath. And something else that was interesting from Carl was I said to him, sometimes I lament the fact that some of my nearest and dearest are not on board with this. And it's hard to share my enthusiasm mm-hmm. for it with them. And he said, Carl said, I don't share it with people. I don't, unless he knows they're like-minded. That's right. But he said, I just don't. And I think that that can, you know, you, you, you want so much to be so excited to share it, like with the people that you're closest to. But if they're not on board, it can be very discouraging. And the last thing we need is any sort of discouragement. So just bless them and let them have their mm-hmm. own path and share with the people who you know are going to go hip, hip, hooray. So that those are two little 
tips. Good words. As for William, <laughs> yes, as, oh, not mine, but yes, good words. As for William, William Murray is um, a person, I hope he doesn't mind me talking about him, <laughs> but he, he's on the afterlife, uh, many of the afterlife groups, and he was married to his wife, Irene, uh, soulmates. They were married for many years, uh, over 20 years together, and Irene passed from cancer as well. And he wrote a book that's online. It's called Love After Life. It's an Amazon book that's available for two ninety nine, like really minimal amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also has a blog. And if you Google his name, William Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, and blog, it'll come up. Love After Life is his blog. And the book is available as a PDF for free on his blog page if you nice. want to look at that. So, yeah. So William and I were on these other afterlife groups and began to gravitate toward each other as law of attraction will have people who are like-minded gravitate toward each other. And William began to just, first he described how the grief was so incredibly searing. It was horrible for him. You know, he was having panic attacks. He was throwing up. He was, he couldn't imagine life without his Irene. Right. And uh, they have six children between the two of them. And, you know, he wasn't ready to take himself out. And so William, though, is very smart. He's like my mentor. And he and I both agreed, I mean, in our own heads, not with each, we hadn't even communicated, but I mean, we were in agreement with this fact that there is no death. And that if we were going to feel our loved ones around us, we had to make, we had to lift ourselves up out of that deep, deep grief. Williams, you know, his learning was a little bit different than mine. I've learned from a lot of different teachers, but many of our, much of our teachings were the same that we brought to this grief experience. And William decided, which I think was brilliant, that when he noticed that when he felt Irene's presence around him, it would feel good for a millisecond and then that grief would kick in. And he began saying to her out loud, you know, Irene, don't stop coming near me. Let me handle my own grief. I want to feel your love. And he allowed himself to feel it more and more and more and more. And he kept this blog. And in the blog, he started saying, hey, you know what? It's been, you know, three weeks. I haven't really felt too much. I haven't felt that fearing. Of course, I still long for her, but it's not as bad. And eventually he realized he had eradicated it. And he did it in his book. He has a number of, I guess you could call them action steps that he took to really eradicate the grief. And meanwhile, on my own, irrespective of what William was doing, I was doing similar things. And we found together that we're more in love with our crossed over sweethearts than even we were when they were here. And William says that's part of the purpose of grief. He said, imagine when we get there, how fabulous that reunion, how amazing that reunion. And so many of the other grief groups, the traditional grief groups online or people, you know, and they're all well-intended, Sandra. Mm-hmm. But so of many course. of them really, they really ascribe to the notion that, yes, you love your loved one. Yes, you can communicate with them. Yes, you can feel better. But you're always going to have that hole in your heart. And William and I didn't feel that. And so we kind of broke off and did our own thing. And we have a Facebook group called Love After Life, and we have a Zoom room meeting uh, where we meet at, every week at 3 to 4 New York time. But we have people all around the world who come. And now William and I just sort of sit back and they all kind of talk to each other about, can you imagine this amazing, this and this amazing, that. And William and I, I know from talking to him that we really believe that the most paramount thing is to believe that every single thing that happens to you is for your own benefit, including your partner's cancer and including death. 
Right. Every single thing is for your own benefit. And if you can find the parts to appreciate, I know it sounds so, you know, what am I trying to, uh, Pollyanna-ish. But if you can find the parts to appreciate, which is different from gratitude. Gratitude is, thank you, thank you, thank you. I would never say that for cancer or Paul's passing, by the way. Right. But, I, but there are things I can appreciate about it. That's right. About those things. And if you can find the parts you can appreciate, if you can begin to support yourself from the inside out and do whatever is necessary to make yourself feel better and better and better and better, then you can feel your loved one with you. And I feel Paul with me all the time. I mean, it's funny. I almost feel him coming and going the way you would in a normal situation. Like he went to work and I went to work and then we came back together and had dinner. You know, he's not with me every single second of the day, but there's times where he just kind of whooshes in and I say, oh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's the other thing. William says, thank you to everything. Um, people will say, I had the craziest dream last night. I dreamt that my husband and spirit went off and doesn't love me anymore. And William would say, That's your husband visiting, mixed in with your fears. Mm-hmm. That's so right. thank your husband for coming in your vi- and say, Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I'm so fearful about so many other things. Thank you for showing up. And I promise I'm going to try and feel better. So next time you show up, it's easier for you to get through. So there's nothing that shows up on William's radar, and I'm practiced as well at this, or my radar as something horrible, tragic, disgusting, hideous, nothing, nothing. It's all good. And it's all for our benefit. And the afterlife is real. Our loved ones are right there. They're right here. The afterlife is all about us. It's not anywhere far off. It's not up in the heavens or anything. It's right here. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance, helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM, let's create. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. Mary Beth was just talking about the difference between appreciation and gratitude. We can appreciate things going wrong in our life, that they give us spiritual growth, that they have us look at the bigger picture. We can use them to empower us 
There's always a point in our life that we can look back on the things that have happened and say, if that didn't happen that way, I wouldn't be where I am today. So it's different than being thankful for bad things happening. It's more being in the driver's seat and taking that victim mentality out, the woe is me. And please take care of yourself if you are grieving. But there will come a time where you can empower yourself And even going through what you've gone through, you might be just the person who can make a difference for another person. So don't discount your experiences. So Mary Beth, you have done so much. And I know you've raised your own vibrations by helping out so many people. I am thrilled for all the volunteer work you're doing for the Leslie Flint Foundation. And really, just thank you for all you're doing. And it's changed my view on death, of course. I mean, I had a, another loved one, Pat, my ex-mother-in-law, Grandma, to my kids mm-hmm. just recently passed. It was sad. I mean, I love her dearly. But I know she's perfectly well and happy and young and fine. And so it's the, the, it takes the bite out of death, the death experience, when, you, when someone you love dies, when you know these things. It still hurts, but it's not so horrible. Right. And it's doable. And we're all in this together. And it happens to almost virtually, like I said, unless you die when you're, you know, very, 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 very young, uh, it happens to all of us eventually. So I think that, you know, this community and your offerings, your radio show and everybody who contributes in all their many different ways, not a horrible, hideous thing. It's a very exciting, invigorating, wonderful, uh, sparkling wondrous world to be in the world of afterlife. And so I'm so glad that Paul ushered me into this. Yeah. And can anyone um, that's lost a loved one, I, I hate to use the word lost because they're not lost. Can they be part of your group? Well, yes. As long as they have, um, like, for example, some people come to us and said, my, my son died and we gently and gracefully decline them because we are not experts. We have no notion about what it's like when a child passes. That's a whole different kettle of fish. And so William and I wouldn't even begin to address that. And William goes out of his way every single time he speaks or talks to say to people, in my opinion, in my experience, in my own knowing, this may not be your knowing. That's right. William just recently had an astral projection with Irene that he's talking about, you know, in the groups and things like that. So I don't think it's a secret. And he now is convinced more than ever. He went and met with her. And so that's so exciting. I haven't had that happened. But he'll say, here's how it happened for me. I don't know that this is going to be your path. I don't know. Here's what happened for me. I'll share it with you. But I am not you. And so you're, you might not have an astral projection, no matter how hard you try, because that may not be in the cards for you. I'm not sure exactly how every single, none of us are sure exactly how every single thing works. We don't know how every single thing works here on earth, you know? (laughs) So we always give that caveat that it's not our experience may not be exactly your experience, but I will tell you that it is beneficial always, no matter what your circumstances, to always reach for something that feels better, 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 better. That does serve. That does serve you and people around you. We can always learn and take nuggets from anything, even if we don't buy into everything we hear. But the name of your Facebook group, am I correct that it's Forever in Love with our partners who have crossed over? No, that's no. not our group. That's okay. a different group. Okay. Our our group is Love After Life. Oh, well, that's much easier to type out anyways. Yes. Love yes. And by the way, I, I want to say, Sandra, what you just said yeah. um, about 
William and I also have, you know, we have our own things, but we also advise people, take it or leave it, but we also advise people that in the world of the afterlife, you're going to hear things that don't resonate with you. Mm -hmm. And William and I, in an effort to keep our vibration high and happy and loving, if I hear a piece of information that doesn't sound right to me, I just throw it out. I don't even pay any attention to it. I don't worry. I did in the past. I would read stuff and I would be in, it would throw me for a loop. I'd be sobbing out loud. Now I think, oh, well, that doesn't resonate with me, and I just discard it. Yeah. And maybe that's sticking my head in the sand. I don't know, but I no. don't care. It's okay. <laughs> Take what empowers yeah. you, and that goes for any information you get from anybody, whether it's on one of these episodes, a book you read. You know, don't throw the whole thing out because of one thing. Take what empowers you because we are each on our own individual journey. And just exactly. one thing about your Facebook group, I have no problem that you are – communicating with people who are interested in the trans-dimensional love life. Uh, and there are great groups like Helping Parents Heal that work with grieving parents. And if you're not a grieving parent, yes. you know, that may not be the group for you because it is specialized. And, it, and yeah, and it's possible that some of the tenants and some of the things that we share are useful for those mm -hmm. people, but we just don't feel, we really feel like that's way out of our element. That's not you know, we, we don't have that. William and I are only working on our own experience and what works right. for us and what's been helpful for us. That's yes. what we can share yes. knowledgeably. But my children are here. I, I haven't lost a child, yeah. you know, and uh, so I can't speak responsibly in any way, manner or form to anyone who has, for example, lost a child. But yet there are groups who can. Who do, yeah. And if someone's listening right now and on one of these episodes we have not covered uh, your particular area of grief, I can 99.9% .9 guarantee you that I know someone to connect you with or a Facebook group. So feel free to write me, sandrachamplain at gmail.com, and I will be able to connect you with the right group or several of them. But Mary Beth, it's time for us to uh, say our final words. Um, as I, I knew it would go by fast, but yeah, do you have any, a couple of final words you want to share? And then I will, uh, close out the, one of the interview. Yeah. One of, one of, one of the little, you know, I have all these different little axioms and things and little, little, um, you know, affirmations. I mean, William, William, some of William's affirmations are things like, you know, Irene, Irene, you and I are together. Irene, we are in love. I know you're right here. You know, he constantly would reassure himself that way. And in his book, he has all of them listed. So you can go and read his book for free. But one of the little sayings I love that I often say to myself that I picked up in some little wacky book that mm -hmm. actually talked to you about how you can prepare a body for death yourself, which I wasn't <laughs> intending to do. Yeah. But but I had a little quote in the beginning of the book, and it said, Mary meet, M-E-R-R-Y, Mary meet, and Mary part, and Mary meet again. Oh. And that's, for me, that sums up life. Mary meet, Mary part, Mary meet again. I met Paul when I was a teenager. We parted ways. I met him again when I was adult, an adult. We came together for a full, fabulous relationship. You know, we parted in a certain way when he took off for the flip side. And we will meet again. And that's true for everyone. Oh, I so love I love it. that. It's, it's just it's just so buoyant and happy. And I like cheerful things. Marry me and marry part and marry meet again. And Sandra, I will marry meet again with you. Mary Beth, I am sure that is going to happen. Well, some announcements before we conclude the episode. Plus, I want to just clue you in on where I am since last week. As you know, just over a week ago, my 
last boyfriend died. Yeah, we were together better part of nine years, and he tragically was in a car accident. So, been a tough time, but it's been a lot better knowing about the afterlife using some of the tools that Mary Beth just happened to talk about. I talk to this guy, Michael, all the time. When my mind gets quiet and I go into that sad mode, I say, wait a minute, he's here. So I just start talking, uh, usually in my mind, and just let there be some quiet space. And they get filled with some shared memories and almost like he's talking to me. You know, I like it. I do like it. And of course, I had a wonderful reading with the medium, Kath Shirley, who brought through some exact evidence of his life and some great words that he had for me that no one else could possibly know. That's probably why this is the episode today is just because I needed to hear these words again. I'm interested in checking out, and you might be too, William Murray's blog. So Mary Beth said, just search for William Murray blog. Their Facebook group is Love After Life, and they have a weekly free Zoom meeting. And if you are someone who has your romantic partner in the afterlife and want to continue that relationship, this is the place for you. Also, dive straight into leslieflint.com. That's the medium who has over a thousand hours recorded of these conversations about with people and their deceased loved ones. Really, it's mind-blowing what you hear. Look up the Nanjis, N-A-N-J-I. Annie Nanji is her name. And while you're there, if you want to give a little donation to the Leslie Flint Trust, you certainly can. LeslieFlint.com. Yeah, a bunch of volunteers doing some very, very hard work. And producer Tom wanted me to remind you that George Norrie, the great George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM, is going to be doing some live events and meet and greets with other speakers. So if you want to find out more where he's going to be, just go to Coast to Coast AM and click on events. And as always, our home base is wedontdie.com. You can come to our free Sunday gathering complete with medium demonstration, take a course in mediumship or so much more. Join our Facebook group of close to 7,000 people who talk about life, death, the afterlife. Introduce yourself. There might be somebody in your hometown. So I think that's all I have for you today. Let me look in my brain. Yeah, I just want to say, take care of yourself. Our human mind wants to fight us and wants to convince us that this afterlife business is all in our mind and it's not real. Just remember that that's the same little voice in the morning that tells you you're too old, too ugly, too many gray hairs, gives you fear, tells you what you should have done, you could have done, gives you guilt. Don't listen to that voice. It's not telling you the truth. Take quiet times. It's in those present moments where you can tap into your own spirituality, your own soul's wisdom, and also your loved ones in the afterlife. So with that, my friend, I am Sandra Champlain. Thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. 